This podcast was sponsored by Mutual Insurance Company of Arizona. Mike is the select provider of medical professional liability coverage for the Maricopa County Medical Society. For more information about MICA, call 602-956-5276 or visit www.mica-insurance.com. I am Dr. Karini Vinales, board member of the Maricopa County Medical Society and an associate program director for the Endocrinology Fellowship Program of the University of Arizona College of Medicine, Phoenix. Welcome to our Arizona Physician Podcast. That personal touch, that ability to see and feel the child and to um, sense the issues of what's going on in the family are much better fulfilled by the direct patient contact, and you just don't get that through Zoom. Hi, and welcome to the Arizona Physician Podcast. My name is John McElligot, your host for today's episode. Our guest is Dr. Harold McGalnick of Pediatrics. Dr. McGalnick is a physician and fellow of the American Academy of Pediatrics. After graduating from SUNY Binghamton, he earned his medical degree from SUNY Downstate Medical School. He was chief resident and went on to residency in pediatrics at University of Maryland Hospital, and then he served in the U.S. Navy as a staff pediatrician. Dr. McGelnick, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. That was a very brief overview of your background. If you would, sir, please add some more details about your training in pediatrics and how you went from University of Maryland to the U.S. Navy, and then out to Arizona. Well, I did um, four years of pediatric residency with the fourth year being a chief resident in peds. And then I did a year of psychiatry, but I was one of the last of the drafted doctors and had to um, do two years of military commitment to the United States Navy. And they sent me out to Lemoore, California for two years. And then I had to decide whether I wanted to um, finish my child psychiatry residency or go into private practice. And um, I had two children at the time and my wife said enough education mm-hmm. and we decided to come out to Arizona and it was actually the first job interview that I went on in medicine and I took the job and I've been at the same job for 42 years. Wow, that's very impressive and we're very glad you're here. Uh, you're a very notable member of the pediatric community in Arizona and in Phoenix uh, specifically. And I wanted to discuss with you uh, pediatrics. So the medical practice that you've grown, how that has grown recently could be by staff, locations, patients, data systems, et cetera. What has the trajectory been over the last several years for you and your team? So um, we have gone from a two member pediatric group to a 16 member pediatric group. Um, which has allowed us to go from one office up to three offices, and now we're down to two offices. We have both pediatricians and pediatric PAs, PAs and pediatric nurse practitioners working in the office, so that our office serves a large segment of this North Phoenix area and we're expanding north. Um, since the community keeps on going further north, we keep on going further north. So we have a uh, office now on Happy Valley Road, and we're beginning to serve the new Honor Health at Sonoran Trails. Uh, we're doing their pediatrics there too. So um, we keep on expanding in areas where our uh, patient population is moving to. 
That's great. And are you doing some internal analysis to look at where the demographics are going and where those patients are, are living and where they're buying? Okay. Yes. Yeah, so that we do that all the time. One of our offices was down in uh, off of Bethany Home Road, and we saw that that was no longer a major area for us um, so that we consolidated that office into our Black Canyon office. And this was several years ago. And we keep on looking at demographics. Just like um, any other type of uh, organization that needs to provide services to the public, you need to follow where the people are. Correct. Um, Sir, when you look at the staffing, the balance between physicians and PAs and NPs, uh, what does that look like if you're expanding a location? What is that mix that you found is the right mix for pediatrics? So we um, try to have two MAs with each physician. We each have four examining rooms um, that we go between during the times that we're in the office. And it's nice having a consistent staff so that they know you, you know them, and it produces a smooth running machine. We have several individuals in our office who just do our referrals because referrals take a lot of time and energy and we divide our staff, our medical staff, our professional staff uh, between several different of our referral coordinators in order to get the referrals out as expeditiously as possible. Okay. Dr. McGallnick, what would you say have been the biggest impacts of the COVID-19 pandemic on the pediatrics practice? Well, I think that there was initially a lot of fear about coming into the office. So we saw our patient daily um, numbers go way down because people were afraid to leave their homes and definitely come into medical facilities. Um, we therefore had to furlough a certain percentage of our staff when we just um, did not have the patient volume to warrant the number of staff that we had. We were able to rehire a majority of those back to unfurlough them by June of this past year um, and have been working diligently in trying to get the patients to, and families to be comfortable to come back into the office, especially for well child care. Thank you, sir. Folks, you've been listening to an episode of the Arizona Physician Podcast. Our guest today is Dr. Harold McGalnick of Pediatrics. When we come back from the break, we'll speak with Dr. McGalnick about concerns that have gone overlooked or minimized during the pandemic and what he sees the outlook for pediatric care in 2021. We'll be right back. This podcast was sponsored by Mutual Insurance Company of Arizona, the select provider of medical professional liability coverage for the Maricopa County Medical Society. As a physician-led mutual, MICA has been Arizona's choice for medical professional liability insurance for nearly 45 years. We provide value to members with superior claims handling and exceptional risk management programs. Call us today for a quote or visit our website to learn more about MICA's premium coverage options and outstanding service. 602-956-5276 or www.mica-insurance.com. Bureau of Medical Economics has been servicing the account collection needs of the medical community since 1951, with nearly 70 years of experience in this industry and proven results. We proudly consider our clients, your practice, an invaluable business partner. There is no obligation and no upfront cost. Please give us a call at 602-252-3469 for more information. Welcome back to the Arizona Physician Podcast. 
Our guest today is Dr. Harold McGalnick of Pediatrics. Before the break, we talked about biggest impacts of the COVID pandemic on pediatric care. What kind of pediatric health concerns may have gone overlooked or minimized during this pandemic? So I think that a lot of people got frightened about coming in for care during the um, height of the pandemic. And therefore a lot of chronic illnesses might not have been um, appropriately followed through. Parents might've pushed certain things under the table that would have been fully evaluated um, when this fear was not present in the community. So I think there was a lot of chronic illness that was not appropriately supervised. I think that a lot of parents did not do their well child care visits at the times that they should have done them. So their immunization rates in the community might have gone down because of the lack of well child care. And we have been working diligently in trying to get families comfortable to come back in, especially for well child care. We've also changed a lot in the way we conduct our um, medical experience by doing a lot more on Zoom, which we weren't doing before at all. As a pediatrician, I always like the issue of hands-on, especially for well child care. But as for certain specialties, Zoom has taken over and telemedicine has taken over as the major provider of how children receive services. And that's gonna be a major change, I think, as we go forward. The issue of the isolation that children have and the lack of socialization has been a major impact. We're seeing diminished speech because kids are not in with other children to learn language. Parents are more harried in having to do work from home and spend less time directly caring for the children. It's been a major change in the entire culture uh, because of the pandemic. Absolutely, I've heard that from a lot of other people as well. Dr. McGowney, does your team typically provide a, a Zoom consultation before a patient comes into the office? We have a website so that parent and parents can access the website at any time. They can ask um, if they want a Zoom telemedicine type of uh, interview, we can do that. Um, we still like them to come in because that personal touch, that ability to see and feel the child and to um, sense the issues of what's going on in the family are much better fulfilled by the direct patient contact. And you just don't get that through Zoom. Right. People often talk about the mental health impacts of pandemic on children. What do you hear from patients? I think that the issue of the isolation that children are seeing, uh, that children are experiencing is a major issue. I think kids are worried about the pandemic because what they hear on the television is all these deaths. And they're worried that they might bring the pandemic to their families or to their grandparents. And this is a major issue, especially when you have multi-generational households. We have the whole issue of how do you educate the kids who have special healthcare needs? And are those needs being met by Zoom, physical therapy, occupational therapy? speech therapy? And are we, are the parents trained to do these things or have we actually lost an entire year of education? I have the whole issue of the exacerbation of all those things that were there before 
where kids might have been borderline with anxiety disorders become full-blown because of the whole anxiety of the pandemic and um, the worries that it produces for the children. So we have increasing issues with anxiety, depression, the special learning um, issues that are not being addressed. And it's, it's going to be a major issue as we slowly come out of this pandemic. Dr. McGallanick, a final question for you today. What is your outlook for pediatric care in 2021? So I hope that we become a little bit more optimistic and less pessimistic, that we um, can see a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel, that we slowly become back to a more normal way of interacting both socially and educationally and medically, and that we get this new normal that can be acceptable for everybody to show the growth that we need to see in how families survive and thrive in the future. Dr. McGillanick, thank you so much for being a guest. It's a real pleasure to speak with you. Congratulations on your expansion at Pediatrics and for being recognized as a top doctor from Phoenix Magazine. If people have questions or want to connect with you, I know the website is pediatricsmd.com. That's P-E-D-I-A-T-R-I-X-M-D.com. Sir, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, John. Founded in 1892, Maricopa County Medical Society is a strong collective physician voice. Thank you for listening to the Arizona Physician Podcast.